they answered, and I remember them specifically asking, do you feel safe on your vessel? <laughs> and I was like, no, tell them we're not safe. We do not feel safe. Welcome to The Zoo, a podcast miniseries about online dating. I'm Sophie Nikitas. That woman that you just heard, her name's Heather. And a couple of years ago, she joined OkCupid. And, and then I went on like maybe two dates with different guys. And I was kind of like, yeah, it's all right. But then I met this, this one guy. Should I say like profile names or anything? Or? That guy's name was Leaf. He worked for a bike company leading bike tours all around the world. They really hit it off. They were a little impulsive. Uh, On their third date, they decided to buy matching touring bikes. And on their fourth date, they decided to take a trip with those bikes. Leaf knew this guy who did illegal boat trips from Key West to Cuba on a giant sailboat. The guy was named Tyler. Heather and Leaf had a plan bring their fancy touring bikes down to Key West, load them onto the boat, sail to Cuba, and bike around. It did not go as planned. It looked like a pirate ship. It looked like a, it was black, and, um, but it was, it was big, and the sail was enormous. He didn't have a motor or anything on it, but he was just so confident in his abilities that he was like, I don't need a motor. I can just sail all the way and, and navigate my way there. It, it turned out that it was it was not ready to go, and we worked on his boat for, like, a good week every single day. Like, gosh, cleaning and fixing things and, like, sewing up this awning and fix Like, just, we did everything. Leaf was hoisted up at the very tippy top of the sail. He's got this enormous mast, you know, uh, to get this boat ready. And then when it came down to it, time to push off, uh, he said, Oh, sorry, my crew's already been chosen. You guys can be on this other boat with his, his, his girlfriend who, um, who was young and didn't have as much experience and I don't think she'd ever made the trip before. And she was nervous. You could see she was just shaking. She looked like she was about to burst into tears. In the end, there ended up being four boats. And then the boat that we ended up on, it was a much smaller and we found out after we already got on the boat, that it was missing a lot of key elements, such as a proper navigational system. We could tell what coordinates we were at, and we could tell what coordinates we were aiming for, like this point, but it was just in an empty space, you know? Like, we didn't know where the the coastlines are or where there's something dangerous underwater, like... like uh, uh, we, all we had was like this one coordinate we were trying to reach. And so we just pointed at the direction of this coordinate and we had to keep going in that direction and could not veer off of that path. <laughs> we had a motor and then the, like, the moment that we took off, it, it like kind of was working and then like halfway worked and then like kind of sputtered out and quit. <laughs> and that should have probably been an omen, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, we were like, it's okay, it's okay, you know, Tyler's boat doesn't have a motor, we can, we'll be fine, let's just do it. It's only, you know, it's only 90 miles, how bad can it be? The other three boats all kind of set off. Uh, one of them, uh, Tyler's boat, you know, it didn't have a motor, but who really cares, because he felt really confident. And then the other two smaller boats, they both had motors. Um, 
And then we had, you know, friends on each one of those boats that we thought we would be able to be in contact with over the radio. There was hardly any wind at all. It was beautiful, actually. Oh, there was a sunset. There were dolphins swimming beside us, you know, as the sun was setting and I was waving to my friends on the other boat and everything. I was like, this is the coolest adventure ever. And we had taken our bikes, of course, and we took them apart and shoved them in the V-berth in the very, like, front of the cabin of the boat where um, they were hard to get at, but at least they were stored out of the way. So there's like a little cabin that had like a little cook stove and like all of the veggies were swinging around in this hammock thing. And that's what I thought I was going to be doing, you know, because I, I, there were four of us on the boat. Uh, the captain, this 25-year-old this girl, uh, another gal who was from California and had a little bit of experience as well, Leaf, who has sailed like racing, small racing sailboats in lakes in Minnesota, you know, and then me, who's never been on a sailboat before in my life. And there was no wind at all. And somebody said, oh, if you whistle, it'll make the winds come. So we whistled. And that was a bad idea. Ended up storming really bad that night. The sun went down and then just the winds picked up and it was like these crazy waves. Um, we ended up, you know, gosh, I think there were like 10 foot waves in the end. Um, and I could, the boat was just like going up in the air and then crashing down, up in the air, crashing down. The sail, sail is pushed so far that you're kind of on almost horizontal. And I kept asking like, is this, is this normal? Is this normal? And Leaf and these, these two girls are assuring me, yeah, oh yeah, this is normal. This is fine. But then the winds didn't let up. The storm didn't let up. We went the entire night with nobody sleeping. Gosh, the wind was just, just like spitting in our face. I was just like constantly drenched. You know, we're all wearing our, our rain gear and everything, but you just wet from head to toe. I learned how to steer the boat and everything, and we all took our turn doing it. And, and um, you just kind of try and stay going in the same general direction because somewhere past, you know, that horizon is, is Cuba. And that's where we're trying to get to. We spent an entire night fighting this storm. The next morning, I remember, the sun rose. And oh, it was an amazing sunrise. And our friends, they had disappeared after that first night in the storm. We couldn't hear anything from them anymore. And we tried every once in a while. We thought the storm would let up and it didn't, you know. The sun rose and we kept kept fighting. The We were basically in the same point. We didn't, because we were trying to focus on getting to that, that, uh, that coordinate. Um, and we were not, steering off that path because we didn't know where else we could go. We didn't have charts. Yeah, we basically were just at a standstill, fighting the wind in one direction from pushing us back the other direction. I went down to the cabin to grab like an apple uh, and some ginger, which apparently ginger is good for nausea and, and seasickness, um, and the Dramamine. And I took the Dramamine, I took one bite of the apple, and then I just it all came out and I just couldn't stop vomiting and I you know I'm laying what I think is you know horizontally but it feels like I'm standing straight up because I can <laughs> I can look out the window and instead of seeing like the sky and I'm, I'm looking into the ocean because of the you know the the diagonal that we're on with the boat and I could just you know feel the creaking and the moaning of all of these old parts 
Uh, after a while, it took a toll on the boat and we had uh, a leak in the, the bathroom. Um, something that's supposed to let water out started letting water in. <laughs> and uh, so we started taking on water in the cabin and you know it was it was rising and rising and we didn't our bilge pump wasn't working so the water wasn't coming you know wasn't going out of the boat and so we had to start bucket scooping those water out of the boat and and that's and and that's when it was starting to get night to be night on the second day and it was terrifying you know like we knew that we weren't going to survive another night out there had tried the radio that whole second day here and there just seeing if we could get anybody and no one responded no one responded and then finally we're like okay let's you know SOS to the Coast Guard see if anybody can really help us because we don't you know we're taking on water it's gonna be you know it's gonna be another night of fighting the storm and we don't we don't think we can we have it in us And amazingly, they had this giant um, Coast Guard ship out in the ocean, very, like, not far from us. They parked this huge ship in a way so that it was cutting the waves. And then they sent, like, a smaller rescue boat. They, I mean, they got them as close as they could be, but then they were, like, drifting back and forth. And it was, like, just leaping from one in, into the other. And they were, like bunch of guys all ready to catch us and we did this like you know the leap the leap of faith to be saved into these coast guards arms <laughs> and um you know we're just all shivering and, and wet <laughs> uh and and i was really sick we were able to get some of our things you know just the, the most essential items but you know our bikes were left crammed in the v-birth of the boat and and we had to abandon the ship they just let it let it drift we were just all in shock you know we were completely in shock and then the next day they dropped us back off in key west and we had to just kind of figure out now what you know uh, our our other three boats that we left with did they make it to cuba you know are they okay <laughs> Slowly started getting news from the other boats that they had all made it to Cuba and that everybody was okay. Heather still hasn't quite processed what happened. It still seems kind of unbelievable. I think it was the scariest moment I've ever experienced. You know, I felt like I was very near to death. She says it's made her think a lot more about who she trusts. She and Leaf aren't together anymore, for the record. But they are friends, and they have kind of a funny tradition. Oh, and so Leaf and I, one thing we like to do now is go sailing. Go figure. <laughs> he's, he's got a little boat on Lake Calhoun, and so we'll, we'll just go poodle around on the lake. And I'm getting a lot better. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Zoo. It's the second to last one in this series, by the way. Um, I'll be working on number 10 for the next couple of weeks, so check back in then. Hey, by the way, if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would be great. It actually really helps people find the show. 
Thank you.